0: Hello and welcome to Back to Basics Birthing. My name is Vicki Hobbs and I'm here to guide you, support you and provide you with information so you're feeling excited and confident about your birth. Birth is an incredible event, no matter how it happens. So I'm here to help you take the fear out of birth through education, planning and preparation. The curse of the due date and the eviction notice for your baby is clearly etched in every woman's mind after she has confirmation of her pregnancy. She marks that date on the calendar with excitement and shares this with all her family and friends. This is when her baby will come. Then as the days grow into months, her belly gets bigger and more noticeable, her hormones raging and hospital visits increasing, her due date starts looming and then we see the infiltration of stress, anxiety and fear as her head is filled with comments about dead babies, the placenta failing, big baby, small pelvis, closed cervix, red hair, short height, time limits, staff shortages. And the list of failures is endless. Why are women no longer allowed to enjoy their pregnancy and positively anticipate a normal physiological birth? During a discussion with one of my VBACs, so that's Vaginal Birth After Caesarean clients, she told me that with her first baby, she felt so impatient to get her baby out. Yet she believes now that is why her first birth ended in a traumatic caesarean. So many women are being conditioned to think that they should be trying to get things moving along by 38 weeks and not letting themselves go past 40 weeks because their baby might die. Checking the social media groups I belong to, the never-ending questions about medical inductions, natural inductions, stretch and sweeps, vaginal exams to check what the cervix is doing and stressing because because it's still long, hard, posterior and unfavourable. In other words, not ready for labour and birth. If something has not started to happen before 40 weeks, they start to think that something is wrong. Their body is not working, so they must be doing something before their caregivers do, rather than just saying, I don't consent to that, and the care provider supporting the woman's choice. It also doesn't help when women are given a date to stick by. That damn date is just such a curse to pregnant women. Why are women told that their due date is when their baby will be born, when clearly there is no crystal ball that says it is so? And not all women will have 28-day cycles. And we also know that some women can ovulate more than once in a month. It's important to also consider that babies develop at different rates. Your baby is unique. Don't compare your pregnancy and baby to anyone else. Why are we so focused on one date. We know that only around 4% of babies are actually born on their due date. We know that first time mums on average give birth around 41 weeks and three days. So we have to give them time to ripen. We wouldn't dream of pulling an orange off the tree when it's still green. Why are women being told that they must give birth by their due date, if not before? It's a numbers game. And in this game, the numbers can be manipulated to, to bully or coerce women into doing something that they don't really want to do. Why are women being told that it's unsafe to go past 40 weeks or 41 weeks or more when the evidence shows that the risk of stillbirth is still less than 1%? It's 0.5, 0.52 per thousand at 40 weeks. per thousand at 41 weeks and 1.17 per 1000 from 42 weeks. So when your care provider says something like your risk of stillbirth doubles once you go past 40 weeks, this is correct, but the language used is misleading. If we look at the stillbirth statistics at 40 weeks, which is 0.52 per 1,000, that's 0.052%. This then goes to 1.17 per 1,000. So still 0.117% at 42 weeks. So yes, it doubles, but look at that. It is still under 1%. So does this change your way of thinking and make it less fearful? Why are women being asked asked constantly by their family members and friends why they haven't been induced when they go past their due date? This triggers so much fear and never-ending doubts and second-guessing about their body's ability to birth their baby. It also conditions women to believe that if their body has not gone into labour by their due date, then their body is broken and should be fixed by the experts of labour and birth, their obstetrician. The experts of labour and birth take an oath, first do no harm, yet here we are seeing so many women being induced that leads to harm to both mother and baby, sometimes not in a physical sense, but in a mental and emotional sense that can have a long lasting, even lifetime repercussions to that woman's health, which then affects her life, her family's life and her baby's life. By then the woman has fallen through the cracks and has long been forgotten by her care providers that scared her into that induction. My mission is to help women avoid that primary caesarean. This means that very first caesarean because once a woman has a caesarean this will affect her pregnancy and births for the rest of her life. Something that Dr. Elliot Maine, an obstetrician in Stanford, California, said in a training course that I was doing that has really stuck in my mind. He said probably the big, biggest risk of the first caesarean is the repeat caesarean. We must encourage women to honour their body, cherish their pregnancy and believe in their innate wisdom to birth their baby when they are ready. Think about all those women who have birthed undisturbed before you. Yes, there may be women who truly needed to be induced for medical reasons. Real reasons happening in that moment. Not possible risks that may not happen. Yes, there are risks in childbirth. But many of those risks are minimal. Yet women are still made to fear that their body is not capable without medical intervention. And they have to rely on mechanical methods. Think about whether your decision is based on treating an actual problem or treating a potential problem that may not even occur. So what can women do leading into the final weeks of their pregnancy to ensure that they're feeling calm, relaxed, prepared for labour and birth? The client I mentioned earlier has been kind enough to share her thoughts and experience. She says... Coming to the end of my first pregnancy I was thinking it's now 40 weeks and I have no signs of labour. So according to my obstetrician my placenta will start to shut down and we'll both die. But basically I was led to believe that 40 weeks was D-Day and anything past that was a problem. So by 40 plus 4 with no signs of labour I was upset and impatient and concerned naturally after the information I'd been given. So I saw no problem with attempting an induction. It just seemed like a logical solution. But because there were no changes in the cervix, no contractions and bum, and my baby hadn't dropped at all, I now believe that Bub was more on a 42 week timeline and that a 40 week deadline placed on her by those on the outside was probably a tad unfair to her and her birth. After we attempted an induction, there were still no signs that my body was ready so it's no surprise that my obstetrician quickly recommended an elective caesarean because my body wasn't responding and due to my small hips and baby's big head and all the rest of it, it would probably be the only way to get her out. Sounds very familiar for a lot of women out there. Now the Hipto-Beathing Australia classes have now shown me how flexible the hips and baby's head really are and how movement and positioning really makes a difference. So I now don't believe this was a, this was a sufficient reason to have a caesarean without waiting longer for bub to bake. It's also shown me that an induction before the body and baby are ready can actually cause the body to panic and fight labor, which is actually a natural response to being requested to push baby out when it's not time. This time around, I'm going to be more patient and do things differently with a few things to help me. Being more educated and in control, knowing what my choices are. Having a better understanding of what is happening with my body, and using specific maternal and fetal positioning techniques, and pregnancy yoga and stretching to open my pelvis. Knowing a full-time pregnancy is anywhere from 37 to 42 weeks, and that 40 weeks is just a guesstimate. So I will spend those last few days or weeks keeping myself occupied, nourished and nurtured. Changing my healthcare provider to one that is VBAC supportive and hypnobirthing aware and not so intervention and C-section happy. I also wanted to include a side note. Bub did not have a big head and weighed an extremely average 7.5 pounds. So not a big baby at all. It is important to know that nobody can accurately tell how big your baby is going to be until it's been born and then weighed and measured. Here we have so many questions. It is so important for women to be educated about birth. Yes, we all know what needs to happen, but how does it happen? Do you know what your body is actually doing? Why do you have contractions or surges? What is happening to your body during those surges? How is your baby responding? What does a facing and dilation actually mean and how does that happen? What happens when you're fearful? Why does the body need to handle labour and birth effectively? How can you avoid interventions and caesareans? Why is it important to focus on where is baby rather than what is the cervix doing? This is why it's so important for couples to attend independent childbirth classes. So you're fully educated, you know your choices, you're armed with tools and techniques to help your baby get into a good position and what a woman needs to do to ensure that her body is ready and primed for labour and birth. While at the same time, partners are feeling confident about their role as well because the success of birth also comes down to the woman's support and birth team. When you know more, you do better. Your pregnancy and the birth of your baby is such a significant journey in your life and how you birth can and will have a huge impact on your postpartum period. You only get get the opportunity to birth this baby in a positive, calm way. You can always take back the pram or the cart seat, but you can't take back your birth. Your birth is worth investing in and you and your baby deserve that. Some really good resources that I have on my website, um, Rachel Reed from Midwife Thinking has articles on induction and I always recommend her book, Why Induction Matters, to all my clients so they can get an understanding of what happens when you have a failed induction that can lead to medical interventions and caesarean. I also share a lot of information by a world-renowned researcher on the hormonal physiology of birth, and that's Dr Sarah Buckley. She has some amazing resources on her website. And the ARRIVE trial. So every woman should be learning about the ARRIVE trial and why the ARRIVE trial is flawed. This is where, you know, doctors are saying that women should be induced by 39 weeks. So, or earlier. Um, So Sarah Buckley also has some really good articles about that. So if you would like some resources uh, in regard to induction, um, about you know, stillbirth statistics, about VBAC, uh, anything to do with your labour, your birth, your, even your postpartum period, please get in touch. My email is vicky at vickyhobs.com and I'm happy to send you any resources. You can also get, go to my blog, and there's plenty of resources and articles and evidence-based information that you can download and, and have a read through that as well. My mission is to help all women who come to me have a really good positive birth experience. And what that means is being educated, being prepared, having the knowledge and the skills, and also being confident in asking questions. So you get all the information you need To make an informed choice i actually see women who come to my hypnobirthing australia classes who have so much fear they have absolutely no idea what to expect or what's about to happen to them you know with their their labor and their birth and then they go away after you know the 12 hours of training and they are completely different and their partners are completely different as well. You can actually see that they feel strong, they feel confident, and they feel prepared to be that advocate for their partner um, and to really help them maintain that control about their body, about their baby, and about their birth. So please get in touch if you need some support, you need some education, or you just want reassurance. I'm happy to help thank you for listening to back to basics birthing if you would like to get more information about my childbirth education classes hypnobirthing australia classes fear release sessions online course VBAC back education pregnancy massage or any of my other services please visit my website at backtobasicsbirthing.com.au